thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say thank you for joining us here with 1% or less with him. And you are listening to His Heart Line. It is a Bible reading on this February 21st, 2022. And I just want to say thank you so very much for joining us. Um, so again, for those of you new to 1% or less with him, just want to explain the quick concept here. And again, we're going to start dwindling the, uh, the explanation as uh, this gets a little bit more mature and uh, our listenership, you know, finally kind of realizes what it is. But again, you know, we all have the same 1,440 minutes in a day and 1% of that is 15 minutes. That's all it takes. People just open up your Bible, crack open a Bible, read a chapter or two. All it takes is 15 minutes. That's not a, really a whole lot to dedicate to God, is it? I mean, I do this daily and I have a very demanding job, work 12 hours a day. Most of you probably work eight to 10 hours. Um, again, everybody's different. Everybody's got different schedules, but you know, at the end of the day, let's not make up excuses. I haul fuel. I get up at 2 a.m. I'm at work by 2.30. Sometimes I'm not home till 3.30, 4 o'clock. Um, you know, I try to do this every day. Uh, not only do I read it on my own terms during my work day, but then I come home, try to get this, you know, you know out to you guys. And then uh, like uh, when I get done here with this uh, little short podcast, I'm going to head off to the gym with the family and go do a little workout and then do a little swimming, come back home and head right to bed. You know, but at the end of the day, no matter how busy and chaotic our lives are, we cannot forget to involve God in our life. We have to center God in our life because without God and Christ in our heart, really, what else do we have? Because if we're not rooted in Christ and have God always, you know, at, at least at, at least 15 minutes, ha, ha, give God 15 minutes of our time, how do we expect him to bless us? You know, we need to set aside time for, for Father all the time, every day, even if it's just 15 minutes with a little bit of prayer. And even if it's just meaning just reading one chapter in the Bible, read one chapter and spend the remaining 15 minutes in prayer. Okay. It's so very important. We have to spend time with God. If we don't spend time with God, at least, like I said, 15 minutes, I mean, how do we expect God to do anything for us and bless us? 15 minutes is not a lot to ask for. So that said, we're going to get right to it in the reading, chapter 21. And here we are. It reads, a king's heart is channeled water in the hand of the Lord. God directs it where he pleases. All your ways may be straight in your own eyes, but it is the Lord who weighs hearts. To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked will fail. The plans of the diligent end in profit, but those of the hasty end in loss. Trying to get rich by lying and chase is chasing a bubble over deadly snares. The violence of the wicked will sweep them away because they refuse to do what is right. It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a mansion with a quarrelsome woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. Their neighbor finds no pity in their eyes. When scoffers are punished, the naive become wise. When the wise succeed, they gain knowledge. The righteous one appraises the house of the wicked, bringing down the wicked to ruin. Those who shut their ears to the cry of the poor will themselves call out and not be answered. A secret gift angers, allies anger and a present concealed violent wrath. When justice is done, it is a joy for the just, a downfall for evildoers. Whoever strays from the way of good sense will abide in the assembly of the shades. 
The lover of pleasure will suffer want, and the lover of wine and perfume will never be rich. The wicked serve as ransom for the just and the faithless for the upright. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a quarrelsome wife in trouble. Precious treasure and oil are in the house of the wise, but the fool consumes them. Whoever pursues and whoever pursues justice and kindness will find life and honor. The wise person storms the city of the mighty and overthrows the stronghold in which they trust. Those who guard mouth and tongue guard themselves from trouble. Proud, boastful, scoffer is the name, those who act with overbearing pride. The desire of the sluggard will slay them, for their hand refuse to work. Some are consumed with avarice all the day, but the just give unsparingly. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, the more so when they offer it with bad intent. The false witness will perish, but the one who listens will give lasting testimony. The face of the wicked hardens, but the upright maintains a straight course. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel prevail against the Lord. The horse is equipped for the day of battle, but victory is the Lord's. And that concludes the reading of chapter 21 in Proverbs. Now, a couple quick things that I noted here. In verse 2, where it says, All the ways may be straight in your own eyes, but it is the Lord who weighs hearts. You know, we often may think that we know what is right by our own understanding within the realms of this world. But as we have been told in previous Proverbs and other scriptures that we must not rely on our own understanding, but rely on the wisdom of God our Father. Now, I believe that, I believe that is why when people seem to have a change of heart in matters of fairly large, complicated matters, where it seems like they may be set in their ways and the decisions have already been finalized, and they something kind of happens where they have what's called, you know, quote unquote, a change of heart. We've heard that term over and over again. And they have that change of heart. I believe that's really the Lord working, whether if they're rooted in Christ or not, I really truly believe that that is the Lord working within that man or woman through the Holy Spirit. You know, at the end of the day, we know so little compared to our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, we don't really even know a fraction of a fraction of a fraction to what the Lord Jesus Christ knows. And that's even being generous. So long that we ask God and ask Christ, I should say, ask and accept Christ into our hearts, is when I truly believe that he will press further into our heart so we don't have to rely on our own eyes and our own understanding when it comes to making decisions at pivotal points and crossroads when we reach them in our own life. It's a very profound verse. I love that. All your ways may be straight in your own eyes, but it is the Lord who weighs hearts. You know, we read a lot about the heart throughout the Bible. There's a reason for that. We'll discuss that a little bit more in more of a his hard line discussion that's a little bit longer and, you know, not a quick thing here. The next verse I really uh, wanted to kind of notate is verse 6. Trying to get rich by lying is chasing a bubble over deadly snares. Now, this goes without saying. Anyone who deceives for the sake of gaining wealth and profit will eventually get entangled in their own lies, especially by those who they are deceiving. And when that happens, it won't, it won't only be the resources in which that made you rich, but you will lose much more than that. Losing the riches that you gain by deception is the least of your problems. Depending on who you deceive, you could lose way more than just 
money or whatever resources that, you know, made you rich. If you entangled with the wrong, uh, I don't know how you want to call it. If you entangle yourselves with the wrong, uh, oh, I don't know, group of people, we shall say, that are just like you deceiving, right, to gain their own wealth, you could end up losing your life. If you entangle yourself with the wrong faction, you know. But if you lie to those that are right and just, you know, not only will you more than likely lose the resources of which made you, you know, you know, the 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 resources of which made you rich, but your character will be scorned. You will lose trust and confidence of those who you lie to. Overall, you'll end up being looked at as a cheat and a liar by the community in which you reside in. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, my character, my word, my integrity is worth way more than any amount of money that can that will ever exist on the face of the earth. And so that's kind of my thoughts with that verse. Now, the last verse that struck out at me in this reading was verse 13, where it says, those who shut their ears to the, to the cry of the poor will themselves call out and not be answered. When I read that, the first thing that came to mind was the story in Luke 16, chapter 16, 19 to 31, which is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Maybe some of you are familiar with it. It's a very, um, it's a very, uh, I don't want to say popular. It's kind of a dumb word, but it's a very well-known parable. And if you're not familiar, familiar with it, it's where the rich man stored up his riches on earth and paid no attention to Lazarus, Lazarus, who was a poor man who was outside his gates and was riddled with sores that dogs would come up and lick. Lazarus would actually just be happy just to eat the scraps that would fall off the plates or for the you know from the from the plates of you know of of the rich man. But when it came to the death of both the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man called out to Abraham, Abraham, and asked if he could have Lazarus be so kind as to dip his finger in water just to cool his tongue because of the fiery hell that he ended up in. Now, while Lazarus was far off at Abraham's side, let's not forget the rich man led a good life on earth and acquired much wealth in his life, but because he ignored Lazarus and paid him no mind, his ultimate damnation was basically eternal hell. While Lazarus gained favor of the Lord and was able to go up in heaven in, in, in God's kingdom. It does not matter who you are and how much wealth you have acquired. Remember, it's God's and God's alone. It's not yours. You did not acquire those riches without the hand of God. Therefore, you must be diligent and wise and be a good steward of those resources. And do, and you, and, and, and here's what I'm going to say on that. And with those resources, you better do your part to be a blessing to somebody else that you see as less fortunate than you. And be a blessing on behalf of God to those in need. The biggest thing that we have to do is we have to look out for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. It doesn't matter if they're the homeless, sitting on the side of a gas station, trying to stay warm, 
or if it's that single mother that you see struggling and she's a waitress and you know you could tell she's having a rough day you know they don't have to necessarily be homeless and poor it, it can be anybody a, a working you know it, it could be anyone it, the thing is you got to pay attention pay attention open your eyes keep your ears open as well there's a reason why god gave you two eyes and two ears be on the alert for anybody that God presses upon your heart to bless. Not because it's going to make you feel good. Sure, that's an after effect. Like that's a, uh, I guess, what do you want to call it? It's a byproduct of being, you know, being a blessing for someone else. Sure, you're going to feel good, but don't do it because it's going to make you feel good. Don't do it because other people are watching. Do it because you were blessed by God with the resources and the, and the, and the, and, and the finances that, you know, you have and the, and the job that you are able to work because of the goodness and grace of God, you better believe it, that you better make sure you do your best to be a good steward of those resources. Sure. You know, am I saying give away all your wealth? I don't know if God's telling you to, that's not my call, but here's the thing. You better be a blessing to somebody else because God blessed you and God blessed you through the hands of somebody else through hiring you at a job or a career or getting, you know, giving you, you know, your shot with, you know, being self-employed or whatever the case is in your own life. Everybody's got different scenarios, different situations. But the bottom line is if somebody gave you a chance somewhere in your own life, it was a blessing to you. Think about it when you first got that job that paid $5 more an hour than what you were used to. I bet you felt like a wealthy individual and you are. Bless other people with the resources that others have been so gracious to bless you with because of the heavy hand of God. So with that, I'm going to close this out with a closing prayer. I want to say I apologize if you hear a little knocking on a door. I got a little five-year-old that kind of wanted to see if I was done because we, she wants to go to the gym. She gets very eager to go. So we're going to close this out with a closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the time together. Thank you for this platform. I pray that you always guide my words and my thoughts so I can continuously spread your good news and your good word to those who are wanting to be fulfilled in their heart. And may you work, and may you work in the ways that you typically do to transform other people's lives as you have transformed mine. And I pray that at the right times that you often press upon my heart so I can share the story of how my transformation took place and where I was compared to where I am now and where I still plan unintended on going because I gave my complete surrender to you. So I want to just say thank you for all that you do, our good health, our families, and for your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we will see you tomorrow for another 1% or less with him. And then at 7 p.m. tomorrow, we will have a His Hardline discussion. Thank you and have a wonderful night. Signing off. I want to say thank you again for joining us here at His Hardline. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hishardline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.